when Linji was about to die, he entrusted Sunshine with his dharma and said, after my passing, do not destroy my treasury of the eye of the true dharma. Sunshine said, how would I dare destroy your treasury of the eye of the true dharma? Linji said, if someone asked you about it, how will you answer? Sunshine inst instantly shouted, Cats! Linji said, Who knows that my treasury of the eye of the true Dharma has been destroyed by this blind donkey? <coughs> when Linji was about to die, he entrusted Shen Shen with his Dharma and said, After my passing, do not destroy my treasury of the eye of the true Dharma. Shen Shen said, how would I dare oh, destroy? Somehow I can't hear you, Kim. Are you talking? Oh. Um, am I talking? Yes. Just a second. Let's see I what's going on. You. Um, okay. I can hear you, Kim. Um, oh, okay. If I have to leave and come. Can back. you hear Cody? Can you hear me, Emily? I can hear you both. Uh, it's Senya. Hello. So must be Emily. I think I. Um, uh, can someone say something? Why? Yes, yes, uh, yes. Good. Okay. I don't know what happened. I couldn't hear anyone for a second. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'll go back. to the eye of the true Dharma. When Lenji was about to die, he entrusted Seng Shin with his Dharma and said, after my passing, do not destroy my treasury of the eye of the true Dharma. San Shin said, how would I dare destroy your treasury of the eye of the true Dharma? Lenji said, if someone asks you about it, how will you answer? San Shin instantly shouted, and I don't know how to say this, Kats. Maybe Kates? Who knows that my treasury of the eye of the true Dharma <coughs> has been destroyed by this blind donkey. And before we all, I have this really need all the stuff on this Kats, Kates thing. And I have something on that that we'll read before we sit. Uh, Emily, would you like to read it? Uh, when Lynch was about to die, he entrusted Sansheng with his dharma and said, After my passing, do not destroy my treasury of the eye of the true dharma. Sansheng said, How would I dare destroy your treasury of the eye of the true dharma? Linji said, If someone asks you about it, how will you answer? Sansheng instantly shouted, Cats! Linji said, who knows that my treasury of the eye of the true Dharma has been destroyed by this blind donkey? And Ksenia, would you like to read? Uh, can you hear me? Because I have like a... Yeah, your connection's not good, is it? Yeah. Okay, let's let's go on and read the, about uh, about this word cats. 
because it's very interesting, I think. I didn't want anyone to be confused about this word. This would be kind can of a you, waste. Can you hear me now? Yes. Is it better? Okay, so I can read them. If oh. You want. <laughs> Chinese. Okay. Uh. Well, I, I'm here. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Then Linji was about to die. He entrusted Sun Sheng with his dharma and said, After my passing, do not destroy my treasury of the eye of the true dharma. Sun Sheng said, How would I dare destroy your treasury of the eye of the true dharma? Linji said, If someone ask you, asks you about it, how will you answer? Sun Sheng instantly shouted, Cuts! Linji said, who knows that my treasury of the eye of the true dharma has been destroyed by this blind donkey? Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for letting me read. I think I needed it. <laughs> okay. And now this is about uh, cats and katsu um, and shouting. Uh, Cody, you want to read the first paragraph? Katsu is a shout that is described in Shan and Zen Buddhism and counter stories to expose the enlightened state. Japanese satori of the Zen master and or to induce initial enlightenment experience in a student. The shout is also sometimes used in East Asian uh, martial arts for a variety of purposes. In this context, katsu is very similar to the shout, Kia! Which is what's done in martial arts. Right. Okay. And Emily, you want to read the entomology? The word in Chinese means literally to yell or to shout. In Japanese, it has also developed the meaning of to browbeat, to scold, and hoarse. In the context of Chan and Zen practice, the word is not generally used in its literal meanings, but rather, much as with the martial arts shout of kiai, as fundamentally a means of focusing energy. When the Chan and Zen practice of the katsu first emerged in Jiangxi province of the south of Tang Dynasty in China in the 8th century CE. The word was pronounced roughly as kat in Middle Chinese, which is preserved in modern Mandarin as he, in Cantonese as hot, in southern Min as hat, as well as in the, China, uh, the Japanese onyomi. Sino-Japanese reading of the character as Japanese pronunciation. Katsu. Okay, and uh, Ksenia? Use. The katsu shout insofar as it represents a kind of verbal harshness and even violence can be considered a part of the Mahayana Buddhist doctrine of skill and means 
Sanskrit upaya kaushalya, which essentially teaches that even an action of or practice which seems to violate, violate Buddhist moral guidelines, in this case, the Noble Eightfold Path's injunction against abusive speech is permissible and even desirable so long as it is done with the aim of ultimately putting an end to suffering and introducing others to the Dharma or teachings of Buddhism. The most celebrated and frequent practitioner of the Katsu was the Chinese master Linji, uh, Linji Yixian. Um, the date of birth is unknown and death is 866. And many examples of his use of the shout can be found in the Linji Lu, Japanese Rinzai Roku, or Record of Linji, the collection of Linji's actions and leisures. Among us asked, what is the basic meaning of Buddhism? The master gave a shout. The monk below bowed low. The master said, this fine monk is the kind who's worth talking to. The use of the katsu stands in a tradition of antinomian methods, such as striking disciples with a stick or a fly whisk, which developed within the Maju Daoyi, 709, uh, 798 lineage. Linji greatly developed and used the katsu technique. In one of his lectures, often termed as Linji's four shouts, he distinguished four different categories of katsu. The master said to the monk, at times my shout is like the precious sword of the diamond king. At times my shout is like a golden haired lion crouching on the ground. At times my shout is like the search pole and the shadow glass. At times my shout doesn't work like a shout at all. Do you understand? The monk started to answer, thereupon the master gave a shout. Hmm. I think I think uh, we should read. Um, just a second. No, that's the same one. Uh, oh, I know. I think this koan is so related to this other koan, and I don't know if all of you know it. So, so let's just read this other koan. It's not a shout, but it's something similar. So, Emily, you want to, or, or uh, Cody, you want to read? Uh, I think you'll see the connection. Oh, sure. did you, you see it? Yeah, it's the one that's highlighted, right? Yeah. Okay. Kute raised his finger whenever he was asked a question about Zen. A boy attendant began to imitate him in this way. When anyone asked the boy what, is his what his master had preached about, the boy would raise his finger. Gute heard about the boy's mischief. He seized him and cut <laughs> cut off his finger. The boy cried and ran away. 
Gute called and stopped him. When the boy turned his head to Gute, Gute raised up his own finger. In an instant, the boy was enlightened. When Gute was about to pass from this world, he gathered his monks around him. I attain my fingers in, he said, for my teacher, Tenru, and in my whole life, I could not exhaust it. Then he passed away. Buman's comment. <clears throat> Enlightenment, which Kute and the boy attain, has nothing to do with the finger. If anyone clings to a finger, Tenru will be so disappointed that he will annihilate Kute, the boy, and the clinger altogether. Great. Okay, do you want to take 10 minutes now and try to um, see where you are with this, how it moves through you? Is that good with everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what do we have? Do you want to see something about the blind donkey in Zen? Would that help? Sure. This is only. Oh, maybe you don't hear sure. me. Sure. I, do you I hear me? Yeah. yeah. I can hear you. Do you want to see about the blind donkey? Okay. Yeah, sure. Just a second. Can you hear us, Kim? Wag draws inspiration from Zen, having spent two years in a Zen monastery in California, where he read about the li life of Iku. Iku was a Japanese Buddhist monk renowned for his unconventional outlook on Zen, but his beliefs attracted strong criticism at that time. One such, so this is much later than Linji. One such harsh comment was that the Dharma, the teachings of Buddha, would be passed on to a blind donkey after Iku passed away, a reference to how clueless people thought he was. <coughs> on hearing this, Iku jokingly referred, decided to refer to himself and his Kyoto hermitage as the blind donkey. This struck a chord with Wag who felt it was also represented his unorthodox upbringing and way of thinking. That's enough. It's actually about food from there on. So it's like lost. And Cody, you know, since you're a father, um, you know, how are you going to be carried on? How is your teaching going to be carried on? So who would like to share first? Okay, Kim will share first. So I did a drawing of the guy speaking to the blind donkey. And I just wrote, was the treasury really destroyed? Was he really disappointed that he would be preserved by a blind donkey? 
Um, so could that's you, a confusion I have. And when we read the commentary, it seems to clarify that <coughs> a little bit. Could you show a drawing, please? Because my uh, my phone was freezing. So that, that's all I have to share. Mm -hmm. Emily. Can, Kim, can you hear us? Oh, Emily, no, you're not muted. Wait, maybe it's me. Hello. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Okay, I can I can hear you now. Okay. Ksenia wanted to ask you, what did you... I wanted to see again the drawing, if you showed it, because my my uh, phone was freezed. Ah, okay. Thank oh, you. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I was a blind donkey for a minute when the sweatshirt was. Okay, Emily. Uh, I read this this afternoon and I was like completely at a loss. Um, I don't know. Like, this is what I wrote. I didn't. Um, when I stop working as an audiologist, I will not take away research papers and technology that used to be helpful to people will get old and no longer function and new devices will take their place and I will not know how to use them or fit them for people. What I will remember until I pass away is a summer day when I sit outside and wait with a patient for her daughter-in-law to pick her up. And I see the bliss on her face to be outside, to feel the wind on her skin and the sunshine on her hair. I will remember a mother's tears to find what hearing her son had was lost. I will remember the last look of fear on my patient's face as she lay dying alone in a nursing home bed. I will remember the cologne of the patients who hugged me and the patients who could not listen anymore because I had nothing to help them. I am the blind donkey who listens. <laughs> do you think he was disappointed? Or do you think he was being sarcastic? I mean, this is a really big deal for a parent or a teacher or, you know, a nurse like yourself or whatever you call yourself. Uh, audiologist, how you're, you're, you get carried on. Say that again, the last How, how you're, this is about transmission of one person to another. Hmm. What have you left behind? So you talked about your own things that you would remember. Mm-hmm. But what about the recipients of your gifts? What will they remember about you? So I think that that's that's what he was concerned with. Cody, what did you come up with? You're a father. What do you want your kids to remember about you? Um, I'm not gonna read. Oh, with, with my kids, I just saw my legacy. Uh... Yeah, that's it. What's your legacy? It's, it's, it's uh, basically for service, of service, you know, to serve, you know, others, you know, not just 
a certain demographic or a certain um a person with a certain handicap but you know serve everybody and yeah, we, i know we, your wife and you are so giving that they certainly will remember that yeah yeah and and, yeah. and one thing i tell one thing i tell them that i learned um <clears throat> is to leave it better than they found it That's better than the Buddhist thing, which is to leave no trace. <laughs> well, I mean, you could it could go either way, <laughs> you know, because I mean, so leave it better than I found it. So just say like I'm out in the public and I see some, some trash and no, everybody else just walk by, you know, and I pick it up and, and discard of it. Then, you know, that's leaving it better than I found it. Somebody may notice and it may, you know, they be like, oh well, he he did the he did he picked it up, you know. I'll do it next time, or not only that, but um, say like someone having a bad day, like uh, you go to the grocery store and the clerk is having a bad day, you know. Instead of just not engaging, just say, hey, how you doing, you know, um, you know, just kind of engage. Maybe maybe that give her, a, you know. A different a different perspective but you know that's and that's what leave it better than than you found it uh means i think that's important i think what you're saying seems to be the gist of it is how how are we remembered yeah and also, also yeah I, and that's yeah that's that's how i want to be remembered yeah this is such an intimate thing of passing yourself on to another. Yeah. Ksenia? Yes. Would you like to share something? Anything? Uh, well, I can I can read what I wrote. Okay. <laughs> It's a li little bit directive, but I wrote it to myself, so please don't take it personally. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, do not destroy the treasury of the eye of the true dharma. Do not follow blindly, neither an enlightened teacher nor a wise sage. Do not in uh, imitate mindlessly what you don't understand. Replicating the form won't make it a true form. Looking at the essence won't make one conceive a true essence. Examining the form through the experience, discovering the essence that is already there is the way. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me. I'm yes, I did. I did. That, no, I think that's good. Yeah. It's a real worrisome kind of thing of how how you're remembered. What And um, there's a story about Joko Beck. I don't know if I told it the other day. I told it to someone that she transmitted some people and then they didn't follow in her footsteps or they didn't continue with her as their teacher. And then she took away their transmission. So you mentioned that in the last class. You oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of connects too that that she was disappointed 
of course, I don't know that he, Lynchy had the opportunity to do that. I, I think uh, the most, for me, is the most important if people remember me with the warmth in their heart or not. And I know that mostly will remember with warmth. I don't know. This is like, um, in, at least in my uh, close are relationships. You, are you saying words? W R O R D? No, I'm saying warmth. The W O R R T H. No, like the, the, the worms, the... Oh, earthworms, like... No, not the no. earthworms, but the... Or, uh, the uh, Warm. W-A-R-M-T-H? Yes, yes, exactly. Warmth, oh, great, okay. Thank you. Glad yeah, so... so clarified. The, the, the most important for me uh, to leave this, um, and this is what I'm trying to do, um, to communicate from the heart. And, um, and yeah, this is, and this is the legacy and it doesn't matter if there will be some poems left or some art I did, but the most important, and it's also nice if they will, it will, it will be there, but, but the most important is the, what sensation will be, uh, in the chest of the person they, they remember me. It's funny that you said warmth, and there's a, a saying about transmission that you've probably heard of, warm hand to warm hand. No, I never heard about uh, it. Oh, but anyway, that's a description of transmission, is warm hand to warm hand. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's the same deal of warmth, but I haven't, that's beautiful. Okay, so let's, I think the commentary has some hints toward, that helped me kind of see more of the koan. So let's do that. Um, I we... do have a question. Sure. The um, This is a very human-centric question. How do you wish to be remembered when you pass? An ant dies, and it, it just dies. It's It was a part of the earth, but it's dead. And I don't know if anything remembers that it died <laughs> or a leaf falls. Um, why is it important for us to be remembered? And the answer is? But yeah, that's the question. <laughs> is it just why? an ego? I think the answer and... is the same. the same as why compassion is important in Buddhism. Why not just you know, realize the truth and be out of here. <laughs> Why do compassionate way? So, you know, there is something there in this, uh, in the compassionate, kind, like this loving kindness thing. Something is there. I mean, Cody wants to, th them to be, to take care of the earth and to be better people. I don't know if it's particularly important that, Cody, you'll have to answer, that you're remembered as much as they remember what you gave to them. Well, I mean, honestly, <clears throat> I know, you know, they'll have some, some 
whatever memory it is of me. But honestly, I don't really care how I'll be remembered. I mean, to be honest, I, I feel, you know, as long as I made my mark while I was here, then I'll be gone anyway, so. But you do want them to become spectacular people. Right? Yeah, I do. I do. I do want that. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. But as far you know, as far as me, uh, the memories, because like I, I wrote my will out this summer. I, I didn't even want like any memorial services or funerals or anything. I just I told my wife I just want to get cremated and buried at sea. So, you know, there's nothing spectacular. All they do is just ship your ashes to the Navy, and then the Navy will dump you in the sea, and then they would take down the coordinates and send them back to the to your survivors, uh, your next of kin. And that's it. Okay. <laughs> so let's look at the commentary. Oh, that's here. Okay. So why don't we read in alphabetical order? So Cody, you're first. These are different people writing verses and and so on about the um, koan. Okay, one song's preface. Devoted entirely to others, oneself is unknown. Straight away eliminating dharmas, you shouldn't be bothered by there being no one. Mean treatment, like breaking a wooden pillow, should be used. What about when it's time to depart? Hmm. Okay, and Emily, that, or you want to say something? That that first line kind of uh, stood out to me. The uh, devoted entirely to others, oneself is unknown. Maybe there, it's a, uh, there's no self. You know, like if you, it's just what you give. Yeah, I would, I'm, I, I kind of it kind of uh, made me think of myself and how I'm always like devoting myself to others and and kind of not not really looking out for myself in a sense. And you're in your description of what you want done with your, you know, with your body when you die, it seems to fit that. Okay. The, the, your focus is really in terms of your devotion to others. Yeah. Okay. We, we can move on. Okay. Emily. Um, Hongji's verse. At midnight, the robe of faith's transmitted to no of row. The robe of faith is imparted at midnight to Hui Neng. 700 upset monks on Yellow Plum Mountain. Stirring up the 700 monks at Huing Mei. The true Dharma eye of Linji's limb. The eye of truth of the branch of Linji. The blind ass extinguished it and people despised him. 
The blind ass destroying it gets the hatred of others. Mind and mind together sealed. Mind to mind, they seal each other. Ancestor to ancestor, transmitting the lamp. Patriarch to patriarch, they pass on the lamp. Seas and mountains being leveled. Leveling oceans and mountains. A giant fish becomes a phoenix, magically producing a rock. It's just that such splendid words are hard to compare with. Just the name and the word is hard to compare. Anytime as a device he can metamorphose. In some, the method is knowing how to fly. Wen Song's comment. In reality, this thing does not increase even though a thousand Buddhas appear in the world. Nor does it decrease with a thousand sages when a thousand sages pass away. How could one Sang Shen be able to cause it to prosper or die out? Sang Shen came out and said, how dare I destroy the teacher's treasury of the eye of truth? The treasury of the eye of truth has not become extinct. <coughs> Lin Chi asked further and Sang Shing shouted, in high antiquity and later times, both Beizong was deafened for three days by Mazu's shout. None have compared the shout of Sang Shen. And then uh, Ksenia. Week's comment. In the Zen tradition, the first in instance of dharma transmission was then Shakyamuni Buddha said, I have the all-pervading true dharma eye. Now I give it to Mahakashyapa. And thereby as acknowledged Mahakashyapa as his successor. So this was a situation where he held up the, the flower. The true dharma eye is the reality of what is. Okay. The truth, Harma, is the reality of what is. But as soon as you think about it, it's something else. The truth, Harma, is unborn and undying and cannot be extinguished. Master Linji died young at the age of 55, but the school he founded continues to, try to thrive. His Harma has been transmitted through the generations to this day. This is another sense in which the true dharma eye has not been extinguished. Transmission in Zen does not rely on letters, but is transmitted outside the scriptures from teacher to student, because the experiential fact of the truth does not belong to the realm of logic and intellect. True, it does not exclude it either. Because the transmission is always from teacher to student, there can be no self-proclaimed masters in Zen. Each generation vows to his or her teacher not to let his or her true dharma eye be extinguished. Linji is not criticizing Shang Zhang by calling him a blind donkey, but in fact, 
This is very high praise indeed. Here to be blind means to manifest the state of no eye. The state the Heart Sutra describes as no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind. When you manifest that state, there is no separation between you, the act of seeing, and the object seen. Not deceived by intellectual uh, conundrums, delusions, knowledge, preoccupation, and attachment, the blind donkey is a liberated person who maintains the heart of not knowing, not seeing. San Zheng says, how could I let it be extinguished? But tell me, how would you extinguish something that's unborn and undying? That's very helpful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why I wanted us to read this. Okay. And uh, Cody. Ryan Glenn's verse. Lingy's blind ass, the tools of the trade passed on eye to eye, warm hand to warm hand. In this, in this lineage, we shout, dance, and slap. When the cup is full, we empty it. The treasury of the eye of the truth is not to be destroyed or taken for granted. And maybe also for what we just read, it, it can't be um, destroyed. You know, like as it said, it, because it was never unborn and un, and never, and it, it's unborn and undying. It's it just is like you can't um, wipe out a mountain with anything you say. I don't know if that's a good analogy. Okay, Emily. Daido's comment: Seeing his death appearing, Linji wants to confirm his senior disciple Sang Shen as his successor. He says, after I pass away, do not allow my treasury of the true Dharma to perish. Since this is a matter that has never advanced nor declined in countless eons, even before and after the appearance of the Buddhas and the ancestors, why does he make such a request? Sangsheng understands his teacher and shows his own provisions. Still, not satisfied that the matter has been settled, the master presses farther. Later, when someone asks you about my teaching, how will you answer them? Sangshen shouts, Linji has no choice but to respond to the imperative. Who would think that my treasury of the true Dharma eye would perish with this blind ass? But say, what is Linji's intent in saying this? Did his treasury of the true Dharma eye perish or not? Uh, eyeball to eyeball, each confirms the other. Passing from mouth to ear, it perishes. <coughs> Passing from ear to mouth, it is born anew. And I think that's the the um, the treasure, the treasury of the the eye of the true Dharma. Okay, Ksenia. Uh, Dharma's verse. At that unexpected shout, 
The light bulb cracked and flakes of plaster fell from the ceiling. Now the whiskey drinkers rub the stubble on their chins and eyeball each other over the empty glasses. <laughs> Otetsu's verse. I think of praying, dear God, when my time is nigh, let me enter the good night as Lenji did, teaching with my last breath, learning with my last awareness. But never mind, Lenji's dying words granted that prayer long ago and laid bare our imperishable treasury of the true Dharma eye. Gotta stop tonight, but what I have um, for next week is a beautiful kind of historical thing about Linji. And then also something by Reb Anderson is one of the great senior teachers at uh, San Francisco Zen Center. And it mentions the koan, but it also talks about koans in general, but it has a beautiful um, way of looking at koans. Does that sound good? Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll start out by reading the koan again, and then be informed knowing more about Linji, I think, and also what uh, Rev Anderson um, said. But I thought that commentary was useful. Was it to you guys, women? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, anything else? Take care.